This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the November series of One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program series that I'm running in 2017. This month, we're going to take a look at one month of 360 degrees of communication in compliance. This month's sponsor is Dun & Bradstreet. The only thing that is constant right now in the regulatory environment is change. Supply chain leaders and compliance professionals alike continue to struggle with how to best adequately identify, screen, and gain visibility into ownership structures of third parties and or customers so that they understand exactly who they are doing business with. Companies can knowingly finance goods that are potentially obtained illegally or sold on the black market. Procurement teams that are unaware of third-party activities and have antiquated systems, they put their company at risk. Without proper visibility, these teams could unknowingly be funding terrorism or even engaging in human trafficking. In-depth research is needed to identify ultimate beneficial owners and third-party risks. No business ties to corrupt practices such as human trafficking or money laundering is going to self-report, so companies must take this work on themselves and obtain third-party data needed to determine risk, mitigate exposure, and protect their brand and comply with regulations. Dun & Bradstreet offers an end-to-end comprehensive solution to help organizations tackle this exact complexity. Leverage Dun & Bradstreet's complete due diligence reporting to know your vendor and your third-party partners. Do not expose yourself to undue risk. Contact Dun & Bradstreet today to learn more about vendor onboarding, supply risk management, and comprehensive compliance check. This month I'm going to tackle the concept of 360 degrees of communication and compliance. We're going to take a look at it from a variety of ways and mechanisms. We're going to consider the chief compliance officer and his or her role in communications. We're going to take a look at how you can facilitate a two-way conversation of communications while sitting in the CCO suite. We're going to consider some of the leadership and other components of a CCO's role and how they will help you have a more robust and indeed holistic approach to compliance. We're going to consider the bottom-up approach to communications by utilizing communications techniques for your employees, third parties, contractors, and those that may come into contractual relationship with your company through the supply chain. We're going to consider 360 degrees of communications through operationalization of compliance and culture. It's going to be a very interesting month. I think as a CCO, you will learn quite a bit. And at the end of the month, you will not only have information which will allow you to be a more well-rounded CCO, but bring a much more holistic approach to your compliance function. My year-long series of one month to a more effective compliance program and the November edition of one month of 360 degrees of communication and compliance are a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 8, Lawyers Learning How to Communicate in Compliance. What is the most famous line in Shakespeare about lawyers? 
That is an easy one because lawyer haters literally across the world know it and lawyer lovers as well. First thing we do is kill all the lawyers. It comes from Henry IV, Part Two. Most lawyers understand that by killing all the lawyers, it will create an atmosphere that would allow for tyranny and anarchy. Unfortunately, this clear import is not as widely seen as by civilians as it is by lawyers. Well, I think the debate around the compliance fu- where the compliance function should be located, um, either in a company's legal department or a separate compliance function, has been largely concluded it should be independent because of the differences in the two disciplines' mandates. Many in the corporate compliance function came from the general counsel's office or have as their basic educational experience legal training. The lack of law schools providing training in leadership skills has led to a paucity of such proficiencies by my lawyer brethren. In Leading by the Numbers, an article in the MIT Sloan Review by Brian Hansen, he discussed some of the difficult transactions uh, transitions from for profi- uh, finance professionals when moving to broader roles, and I found some of these insights very useful for the lawyer moving to from a corporate legal program or large law firm into a leadership role in compliance. So there are five changes which lawyers need to make when they move from the general counsel's chair or legal department into compliance. One. From being an expert to leveraging expertise. Many lawyers feel like they're experts in the law, which can be thought of as a technical expertise. The key is to recognize that leadership does not mean the loss of expertise, but an opportunity to leverage your skills in a more valued way. And this is the key concept in operationalizing compliance. As a general counsel, you don't operationalize law. You don't operationalize legal in the field. You provide legal support and In compliance, though, you have to look at it opposite. You are operationalizing compliance. You're not holding it in within your function. Two, from apprenticeship to coaching. Many lawyers still learn in the old-fashioned apprenticeship model where you learn through working with and for more senior professionals who provide a heavy degree of oversight for for your work to ensure that mistakes are minimal. This is certainly still true at most large law firms. It's also true that many legal assignments are so large they can become, they are too complex or too complicated for a junior lawyer to handle, handle, so there's a fair degree of oversight involved by senior practitioners. Clearly, this model can build up technical expertise, but when the lawyer moves to a chief compliance officer role, they take on a much broader remit. Delegating, trusting, and empowering are all part of the coaching framework, which must be used for lawyers to add value once they move into a CCO role. You can use your technical expertise to help you guide, but you will need to allow your compliance team to grow for you become a more effective compliance leader. Next, from reporter to translator. Every lawyer worth his or her salt can perform triage on a contract, an acquisition, or you name the legal issue and report their findings from the legal perspective. However, as a leader in the compliance function, your analysis must change from simply reporting on the legal aspects to a mindset of prevent, detect, and remediate compliance risk before they arise and after they have arisen. Chief executives rarely need a recitation of the FCPA as a law. They want to know what the compliance risks are going forward. If the risk is moved into a higher category, can those risks be managed? 
Your ability as a chief compliance officer is to create meaning and simplicity around this risk. Next, from the right answer to multiple possibilities. Many lawyers tend to see one right answer for a complicated legal issue. Yet as a CCO, you must navigate navigate complex problems that have multiple plausible answers. In compliance, there will be a wide variety of factors that legal analysis will not take into account. You've got to understand your environment and the context in which you're presenting the numbers and what the right answer is. You need to unleash your thinking a bit. Clearly, as the risk goes up, the management of that risk will need to increase. As your risk management increases, you will need to find ways of auditing or monitoring that risk that will aid you in making adjustments that you might need going forward. Next, from value protector to value creator. This one is probably the biggest challenge for lawyers, particularly those who move from an in-house corporate legal department to the CCO chair. The mandate of the legal department is to protect the company. The mandate of the compliance function is to prevent, detect, and remediate. These are quite different. As Roy Snell has said, if lawyers do compliance, we would not have the need to create a whole new profession. Yet, lawyers don't do compliance, they do law. Moving to a CCO role also means seeing the world not simply through a legal lens, but also through a business lens. This means you need to be able to learn to read a spreadsheet, for it is the value created by compliance that will assure its long-term success going forward. Lawyers must transition from thinking about the most conservative and risk-averse practices to how we can get something done in compliance. Most in-house lawyers have been assigned their roles that are essentially legal risk mitigation and stewardship. If a CCO focuses too much on those areas, value creation and opportunities will be missed going forward. The ability to think critically is still the gift that most U.S. law schools bestow on their graduates. That ability can serve you well as an in-house lawyer and a CCO. However, the mandates of the legal department and the compliance department are so different and in many ways divergent that this transition from one to the other is not always guaranteed to be smooth. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, many compliance professionals come out of the general counsel's office, which has a much different focus than the compliance department. Number two, Law schools do not prepare their students to be uh, for the holistic requirements of a compliance practitioner. They don't prepare them how to be leaders. They only prepare them how to be lawyers. But that's their job. That's what a law school is there to do. But the compliance remit is obviously much broader. And number three is pretty simple. Learn to read a spreadsheet. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed day eight of one month to 30 30 degrees of communication and compliance, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for Day 9. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of One Month to 360 Days of Communication and Compliance. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate our podcast as it would help in our rankings and also help get the word out about the only daily compliance podcast involving the nuts and bolts of compliance. Also, If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Finally, I'd like to thank our sponsor for this month, Dun & Bradstreet. I hope you will join me tomorrow for another episode. The podcast series in November, one month to 360 degrees of communication is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.